Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another show of Gregory Correa and Harmonics. Man, today's guest is a lady that actually is a was a librarian, an author, and now she's made a documentary film about finding Italians. Uh, and this is the movie. This is the movie that she's actually done, and she's here today for us, Giovanna Cap Capone. How are you, my dear? I'm doing good. You're, it's, it's so good to see you here, man. Yeah. I mean, Thank uh, you. I normally wear shades, but I'm going to take them off because you have given me a light. I want to just, just express one thing about this movie that I've seen, and thank you for letting me see it. I was, had so many mixed emotions um, on it. I was happy. I was sad. I was crying, but I cried for joy because your film, um, it touched my heart. Um, so I want to ask you a question. What, what, what made you so enthusiastic about seeing or making this film that I saw? Well, I'm glad you had that response, um, that it evoked emotion. This film was about four years in the making, mm -hmm. and uh, I had started it early on when I was in graduate school for library science. Mm -hmm. I started taking an interest in the social clubs in Oakland, the Italian social clubs, mm -hmm. and um, found out that they'd been around for so many years, yes. like 1920 was yeah. when they the were established, Colombo Club, the Fratalanza Club in 1932, mm -hmm. and um, I was just fascinated by them. And also, okay, a little background about me. I have four grandparents that came from southern Italy near Naples. Mm. And um, so I'm, as my dad used to say, FBI, full-blooded Italian. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. Yeah. That's great. He loved to say that. I um, love it, too. I'm, I'm going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so growing up, I had two very dear aunts. Mm -hmm. One of them, in fact, just turned 102 years old. <sighs> Amazing. So beautiful. So beautiful. My Auntie Anne. Mm -hmm. And these aunts were the storytellers in the family, and they told us all kinds of family history mm -hmm. about our relatives and our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And um, I just loved it, and I was soaking it up as a kid. Mm -hmm. So their contributions to me, and also just the fact that I, I grew up, became a librarian, became a writer, I took an interest in history, particularly the family history of my own relatives, mm -hmm. and then of the people, the Italian-American people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share that with the world and also knowing that you know there really isn't that much discussed about Italian American history absolutely in the textbooks yes. when we're growing up in school you don't hear much about it yes even Italians themselves don't know much about our own history Correct. it's somehow absent from mm. educational environments yes. to a large extent mm -hmm. and so that was another reason why I felt compelled to make this documentary and um, for personal reasons, to tell my own family history, but then 
I was studying the clubs. I was learning about the establishment of these clubs mm -hmm. in Oakland. Yes. And I wanted to put in more Italian-American history so that there's a, a context for mm -hmm. why these clubs were established right. and what their purpose was in Oakland and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the beginning. And I heard a quote by Nelson Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon we can use to change the world. I concur. I concur. And I love that quote. I so. do too. I, I, and he's uh, Mandel, uh, you know, Nelson Mandela and I have the same birthday. Oh. So it's kind of interesting that you just said that. Um, in, in your process, you were, you were born, from what I understand, from when we, are pre, when we pre talked about coming on the show, you were born in Connecticut. Right. You were raised in New York City or well, New York. New York, yeah. And then you came out. Why, why did you all of a sudden change from, you lifted up your roots. What, what was the reason at all for that? What was your well, I mean, I came to California. I, when I was getting older, I, I always, I didn't like the New York weather, cold weather, snow. Mm -hmm. I would always love to see like warmer climates on television and stuff. I always wanted to be in a warmer climate. Mm -hmm. I loved the Redwoods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in my 20s, I decided to move out here. I, um, it was a huge decision. And you went, came by yourself? Um, no, I came with a friend. Well, okay. It's a long story, but sure. I'll tell you the short version, okay. which is I came with a friend on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Across country? Oh, yeah. Oh, you well, were yeah. At the, at the time, I was in Texas, so we left from Texas. So it took three and a half days. And uh, she was with me, a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, she drove a car with my cat. I drove a motorcycle. It took us three and a half days. It was a huge journey. And... Um, but what happened was, okay, you're in your 20s, you want to have a big life, you want to do something adventurous. Yes. And uh, what happened was, I loved California. Um, I realized after a few years, I was culturally adrift, and I had pretty much disconnected from this ethnic hub that I was steeped in as a young person growing up in an Italian-American neighborhood, right, right. growing up with a very big extended family. And right. so it hit me one year, like after being in California for a few years, I'm really culturally adrift here. And I went in search of the Italians in California. And this is what I talk about in my film. Yes. Um, so you're, you're, you're uh, the film, how at least how I identified it, it's like three different parts. Yeah. You know, it talks about your 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 roots in in New York. Then you go to we we're gonna and we'll talk about that also. Then you talk about how the Italians arrived. So let's let's go let's channel right into that. The the Italians, the big migration in the Italians came in the late late uh, 1800s. 1800s. Uh, 1900s. And then, then in the 20th century, they came in. How long a spell was that, that whole migration of them coming here? So, yes, and you're, you're right about the three parts of the film. Mm -hmm. There is my family history, yes. my personal history, yes. um, the history of the Italian immigrants in general, mm -hmm. and the social clubs mm -hmm. and the role that the Italian social clubs played mm -hmm. in the life of these immigrants. Mm -hmm. So the major, uh, ex you know, immigration, I would say, from Italy was between 1880 and 1924. That was the huge mass migration of four million Italians from wow. Italy. Wow. Now, they didn't just go on an excursion. They were actually 
leaving because there, there were conditions of starvation. There was no jobs in Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, there was disease. There was earthquakes, volcanoes. There mm -hmm. was a lot of hardship there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they were basically fleeing Italy mm -hmm. and doing whatever they could to survive, mm -hmm. uh, particularly from southern Italy and parts of northern Italy, the rural parts of Italy where the farming was very difficult. Uh, you know, crop conditions were not good. Mm -hmm. There was disease, there was famine, and so they left. Mm -hmm. And also what was going on at that time in, in America, mm -hmm. this was the end of the Civil War. Slavery had been ended, mm -hmm. and the cities were being built. So mm -hmm. American steamships basically went over to Italy to scoop up all that cheap labor because there was lots of need for labor at that time. Mm -hmm. Also, the Civil War had ended. There was huge numbers of deaths from that war, losses from that uh, war. Absolutely. And uh, so they needed labor, and they went with the ships to Italy and scooped up all that labor and, and took it over here. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity was there for the Italian immigrants. Mm -hmm. uh, they basically took whatever jobs they could take. Mm -hmm. um, factory workers, mm -hmm. seamstresses, tailors, farmers, coal miners. Uh, they built tunnels and dams and the infrastructure for the cities mm -hmm. in New York and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was even child labor because at that time yes. it was legal. Yeah. It I was legal for children to work up yeah. until 36 or something. 1938. Yeah, so it was right yeah. in that time period. So um, they came, they came by ship and I've seen some pictures where it was just they were just stacked together um, probably conditions were just terrible when they came to Ellis Island tell me about that story some of those things about that about how they treated uh, the our Italian immigrants right and and every immigrant that came right, through exactly. really um, can you speak right over in there because so we yeah. can see your you see you you know <laughs> right there um, okay because it's it's you're 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 just so great at what you're doing right now. Your oral history is just wonderful. So. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I want to say, mm. if you go to Ellis Island now, mm. Ellis Island has been converted into a museum. It's a history museum, and it's a really incredible museum. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have some just amazing displays. They have these huge globes, and they show the migration routes mm -hmm. of the human populations across the globe. Wow. Uh, just lots of wonderful exhibits that really help you understand mm -hmm. what was going on at that mm -hmm. time a hundred mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. and um, it's all captured in in that museum and I really recommend if you're in New York go to the I museum go to, to go to Ellis Island yes. and uh, take a look at all that stuff mm -hmm. it gives you a, an immediate understanding of our US history so why why did with this huge massive group of Italians coming to, why did they treat the Italians so bad? So what happened in Ellis Island, let me just get back to that. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, a lot of people got treated badly. Yes. So you come in, there's millions of people flooding in. So mm -hmm. between 1880 and 1924, four million Italians came. It was the largest influx from any one nation mm. coming from Italy. and they were put through physical exams, medical exams, um, psychological exams, mm -hmm. and if any defect was found or if they failed the exam, 
they were sent back to Italy. <laughs> so they were separated from their families. Oh, that's terrible. And um, also, there was a lot of fear of going through those exams because they didn't want to be separated, of course. Mm -hmm. And they also came here with no resources, very little, the clothes on their back, very little money. So they, did they separate children from their families too? Or they, they well, what I, I don't know. I think they separated the female, the, w the women and the children and then mm -hmm. the men. And mm -hmm. if there were any uh, family members already here in the United States, they would try to contact those people and for I a safe see. passage. Oh, in I fact, um, one of the people I interview in the film talks about how his mother, when she was age six, and her mother, they were held at Ellis Island until they could locate his grandfather, who was in Oakland. He was originally right. in San Francisco. Right. But the reason he ended up in Oakland was because of the 1906 earthquake, mm -hmm. which uh, happened and pretty much demolished large parts of, of San Francisco. Exactly. So any of the incoming immigrants that were in San Francisco fled to Oakland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was like, in the long run, that ended up building up a little Italian population mm -hmm. in Oakland. So mm -hmm. Oakland ended up having a little Italy for a while. Exactly, and in, in nice areas, in Temescal in there. Right, North in, Oakland, Temescal. Yes. So basically, uh, his grandfather fled to Oakland after the earthquake, and mm -hmm. that's where they located him so that his mother and her mother could be reunited Beautiful. with the grandfather. Beautiful. And um, yeah, so conditions in Ellis Island were, you know, I mean, there was so many people coming through there, mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of immigrants from all kinds of conditions in mm -hmm. countries, you know, mm -hmm. just like kind of like today, there's a huge influx mm -hmm. of immigrants at the South, southern, borders. southwestern yes. border. Mm -hmm. And I would also add attitudes, you know, American attitudes towards incoming immigrants were not good. Right. I mean, it was hostile. It was, they didn't want these people here. I even heard somebody refer to it as uh, Europe is vomiting. You know, that was in, in some of the reading I was doing, they were right. saying Europe is, is vomiting. So mm -hmm. all, they considered it the inferiors were coming over here to dilute the mm -hmm. pure blood of the Anglo-Saxons that were already here. Right, Tr entrenched. Um, in yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we have the similar attitudes that we see today in exactly. the immigrants coming in from the south mm -hmm. of this country. Because all of us that are here, except for the, our indigenous people that are here first, um, we're all immigrants. Everybody that comes here is, is in, and it's, yeah, it looks, it, it is, there's this very big similarity. Um, I want to ch move into another thing. The guys that did come and the women that came here, they had their own talents too. They brought a lot of talent. Um, you know, they brought, they had art, they had their own music, they had the, our food. Right. You know, I mean, our comfort food, the comfort food of probably the world. Um, Yes. They, they established, they, they eventually established, well, like my grandfather would say, I was in Hell's Kitchen when he came. Right. You know. Yeah, well, sure, they brought uh, all of their culture here. They even brought, you know, grafts of their, uh, you know, their wine grapes and stuff. They brought them here so they could grow their wine here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they packed all kinds of stuff in those suitcases. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they brought huge amounts of uh, contribution to American culture. But um, 
mainly they were laborers when they got here. Yes. I mean, they didn't arrive and start, you know. Dancing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So Building yeah. arc, you know, yeah. they, they were ma mainly laborers. Right. That's why they came here. They were indigent. Uh, they were fleeing, you know, very harsh conditions in Italy. Mm -hmm. So uh, seamstresses, tailors, as I mentioned, um, mm -hmm. they built the infrastructure for New York City. Mm -hmm. They even built the subways, a lot of the subways, that was Italian immigrant labor. Mm -hmm. You see the tiles, the mosaic tiles mm -hmm. in uh, mm -hmm. the subways of New York, that was a lot brought in by the Italian laborers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, contributions are countless. Mm -hmm. What they've given to American culture right. in every area you can think of, really. Uh, but it's not really reflected, mm -hmm. like as I said. There's a way in which our contributions are not recognized. Mm -hmm. uh, so this October is Italian Heritage Month, right. and um, I really encourage everybody to I'll be there. to recognize it. Well, and most definitely, I think it's 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 fabulous that you'll that we will be actually releasing your interview here today in during that month, which is a real, uh, you know, I I didn't know about it until <laughs> I said, wait a minute. October 1st is a heritage month for, and San Francisco, you see, I remember going to, you know, to the uh, the parades that they had. They had everybody there. But I want to move on a little bit more. After, you know, we talked about a little bit about, you had some really great guests that talked about the history of, of the, the how the, uh, the arrival of their an uh, ancestors in, and came here to came to Oakland, New York City, St. Louis, Detroit. Um, then it got to a point where World War II started. Right. Well, um, there was definitely a need for these social clubs. That's the focus of my film is the right. Italian social clubs. Mm -hmm. They welcomed the newly arriving immigrants. Yes. Uh, it was a place for these folks to uh, find people who spoke their dialect. Mm -hmm. So Italy has 34 languages and dialects. Mm -hmm. uh, there is one official Italian language now that mm -hmm. is based on the Florentine dialect. Interesting. Um, but the dialects in the various regions, there's 20 regions, they're still spoken. And so when those folks were coming over 100 years ago, the Italian social clubs were really important as far as a place for them to talk with people that spoke the same dialect, mm -hmm. to find uh, jobs, you know, to find housing. Mm -hmm. These social clubs really became the center of their world. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was also a form of a haven from some of the hostility that was yes. going on. Yes, uh, They were not well regarded. They were not considered the best people in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. Italians. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, there were incidents that happened, which I cover in the film. Mm -hmm. I mean, in 1891 was the lynching. Yes. There was 11 Sicilian men who were lynched mm -hmm. in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a police chief was murdered, and immediately it got blamed on the Italians. Exactly. And there was a big sweep. They rounded up hundreds of Italians and Sicilians in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. and. Um, put 19 men in prison, and then of those 19, 11 went, were going to go to trial. But they never really got justice because uh, a crowd rose up in yeah, the city. Exactly. And some of the most prominent people in town were in that crowd, mm -hmm. and they stormed the jail, and they grabbed these guys and beat them to a pulp and lynched them and shot them, and 
you know, it was a horrible lynching, mm -hmm. one of the worst mass lynchings in American history mm -hmm. in 1891. It is, you know, that's an interesting thing, too. Was Is there a movie about that, or has there ever been a movie? Um, I don't I don't there know. Is. There might be. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because it's such a little-known thing. When I talk about, in the film, I mention there's over 50 documented cases of lynchings of Italians. Mm -hmm. Most people are shocked by that mm -hmm. because you really don't hear about it. You don't. And by the way, I, I looked it up. There's, mm. of course, African-Americans were lynched to a huge extent. Oh, yes, terrible. Uh, so were Mexicans. Yes. So were Jews, Chinese, mm -hmm. uh, Native Americans. So it was kind of like mm -hmm. the form of uh, revenge of the day, mm -hmm. lynching. Mm -hmm. But I think very few people realize that Italian-Americans were awesome. lynched, and there was over 50 documented cases between mm -hmm. 1890 and 1920. That would be an interesting, that, I think that would be an interesting, um, well, your documentary right here is, it's, it's, it's just totally fabulous. Um, you, we were talking about the lynchings, and then let's talk about, you you've you've expressed in your thing in your in your movie that I really kind of and that's why I really really was crying. Uh, you asked me. What yeah, made you, it, you said you, you know, cried during the film. Uh, it was really the internment. Camps, yeah, what they did. I mean, um, how how you showed it in your movie and, and all of that. It 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 just was. It's so stark and so terrible, and it happened to my family, and. Um, my mother, it, it, she was only like, I think at that time when she was only like 10. And she she remembers it exactly. They came in and stole his, took his camera, took his flashlight. Your grandfather. Yes, took it all. And then he was gone. I, I, I have to find out where exactly it is, but I found out the date that he probably was arrested was on February 20, February 21st, 1942. It's in a, and it was, I started doing some, work myself and I found out that it was in the tri Tribune and I'm going to go search for that and see because there was nine, yeah. uh, seven uh, Italians that did that. What, what was your thought on that? And what is, I, I know that in your movie, other people talked about it. What, why? Well, I mean, I, I cover a very Broad. wide uh, range of years right. and in the incidents that happened that I thought were the most prominent incidents that mm -hmm. Americans should know about, uh, mm -hmm. Italian and non-Italian. Yes. It's American history, mm -hmm. and um, so the lynching, then I go up to the 1920s and all the way up to the uh, World War II, right. you're talking about the internment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize Italian-Americans, there was internment camps for them. No. Um, we, yeah. we know somewhat about the Japanese, most people know who That's study American history. That's there was 120, more than 120,000 Japanese who mm. were put in internment camps. Yes. Their businesses were taken, their property was taken. They lost like $400 million mm -hmm. of property. Mm -hmm. uh, so most people are aware of what happened to the Japanese and there was a small attempt to do reparations for the Japanese, mm -hmm. uh, but nothing compared to what they actually lost. Mm -hmm. They lost nearly everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize, we were at war with three countries at that time. Yes, Japan. Japan. Italy and Germany wow. during World War II. Mm -hmm. So all those people from those countries that were living here, we call them you know, Italian nationals, German nationals, Japanese nationals that were living here, mm -hmm. were considered 
enemy aliens, right. Ill illegal enemy aliens, right. enemies of the state mm -hmm. because they were considered a risk and, and suspicious, you know, mm -hmm. like, are they going to be loyal to their home countries or are they going to be loyal to the United States? Mm -hmm. So there was a real wartime hysteria going on at, at mm -hmm. that time and mm -hmm. uh, paranoia, you know, there was all kinds of things that happened that you look back on it and you go, oh my God, what a climate of hate, hate and hysteria. Mm -hmm leveled at these incoming people who mm -hmm. came to America thinking this is the land of opportunity, right. you know. I wanted to say there is a really good book that I referenced in my film, mm -hmm. uh, Una Storia Segreta, The Secret Story, and it's written by Lawrence Distazi. He's the uh, editor. He interviewed a bunch of people who were, like your grandfather, mm -hmm. detained during World War II. Mm -hmm. and, um, it's edited with an introduction by Lawrence de Stasi. Mm -hmm. And I referenced this book and I talked to Mr. de Stasi myself mm -hmm. to help him consult with me on that part of the film. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for his input because uh, he gave me all the details. If you really want to get into a study of that time period, yeah, I do. read I his book. And he has another book called Branded mm -hmm. uh, about the enemy, you know, when Italians were considered enemy aliens. And we had, a, a, didn't, uh, there was a bulk of, of what, how many um, Italian soldiers, Italian-American soldiers went to, to, to the, all the fronts, to, uh, you know, to uh, when they were fighting in Japan, they were in, in Italy when they fought, you know, they had to break it up. In, right, yeah. I understand that that was a, a wide group of men that, and women that served in our in our armed forces. Well, that was the irony. Is mm -hmm. while these uh, there was this wartime hysteria, and you know, hundreds of thousands of Italians were considered enemy aliens. They had to carry photo ID cards with them yes. wherever they went. Yes. They had a curfew from mm -hmm. 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. While all that was going on, mm -hmm. and they were considered suspicious and potentially hostile because they're going to be loyal to their mm -hmm. home countries. Mm -hmm. So while that's going on, the largest group that was serving in the U.S. military during World War II was Italian-American soldiers. Isn't that wild? Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of ironic mm -hmm. that yet they were proving their loyalty to the U.S. at the same time they were you know, being suspected of being loyal to their home countries. You had a segment in your um, in your film that I love because you had a, a film where uh, was on, it was on Parade. It was a Parade magazine. In oh, old. yeah. I have that. Oh, wow, yeah. I, ha I have it also. I mean, and I still kept it with me. When I seen it, it struck me. And that was another thing that made me emotional because it, you know, and then it showed people that were in the Fratellanza who would talk about it. And, you know, like you said, this book um, is, I, I, I'll definitely go get this book because I want to read more about this. Um, in the, in the, also, let's, let's, let's move into another channel. Oh, can I say one more sure, thing sure. about Lawrence de Stasi because he... He's in your movie. He, He's yeah, I quote him. Yes. I quote him and okay. as I said, he, I consulted with him on that mm -hmm. section of the movie. Uh, but he, I really had to dig for this information. It was not freely released. He had to use the Freedom of Information Act to get some of this stuff, it was suppressed. So not only was this going on and it's kept from the history books, but the information was suppressed for many years mm -hmm. and he really had to dig to get it. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, this book and his other book, Branded, I want to look up the exact title because mm -hmm. it's a long title. But um, so this is Una Storia Segreta, The Secret History of the Italian-American evacua Evacuation and Internment During World War II. Mm -hmm. And his second book was Branded, How Italian Immigrants Became Enemies During World War II. Mm. Uh, so really good resources. I'm, I'm yeah. going to definitely go uh, go search for that and get that. I, I definitely want to look because I find it va fascinating. You you sparked me in in a way of wanting to even know more. Yeah. You know, I wish that I could bring my grandfather or my grandparents, even my uh, my mom, to talk because she lived it. She's seen it. She's seen it live and in color. Um, social clubs, and you were talked about that. What does it mean to you? I know you have you're in you're in a, a group of, of women now that are which is I, I commend you for it, man. I think it's a beautiful thing, Basil. I think that's great what you're doing and and getting women together. How did you start that? Okay, so the third group there's there's three social clubs in the film that I discuss, yes. and uh, Fratellanza Club, Colombo Club. And the third group is a club that I formed in 1988, mm. not long after I arrived in California. And it's called Basil. We named it Basil. Bay Area Sicilian and Italian Lesbians. Mm. And that is a group of gay women. Mm -hmm. And we come together. We're all of Italian and Sicilian background. Mm -hmm. The Sicilians are super proud, and they want to have separate recognition, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's good. Uh, but yeah. so. So when I came out here, one of the reasons I came to California was going in search of a large gay and lesbian community, mm -hmm. and San Francisco is known for that. Mm -hmm. And it was, I, I think of my journey leaving New York and coming here mm -hmm. somewhat parallel, paralleling my ancestors' journey from Most Italy to this country, Most looking for a better life and uh, looking for a particular mm -hmm. life. and mm -hmm. so. I came here in search of a gay and lesbian community. I mm -hmm. found it. I found beautiful weather mm -hmm. and redwoods, and I love California. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it, it just hit me after a few years that mm -hmm. I had disconnected from my ethnic community, my ethnic hub, right, right. which was all back in New York. You're right. In New York, like every other person is Italian, practically. <laughs> exactly. There's delis on every corner, you right, know. Right, and right, um, right. So, so once I had that understanding, I said there's got to be other gay people like me because a lot of gay people leave their families to mm -hmm. go in search of others. their their so life and so you can others have a in their community mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so lo and behold i was able to find lots of other women that had similar stories they were you know not near their biological family their family of origin mm -hmm. and they were craving a sense of connection with other italian women so we formed this group in 1988. It's to this day, 35 years later, it's mm -hmm. still going strong. Con congratulations on that, because uh, probably <laughs> from the beginning, you probably got a little, uh, uh, you know, people probably backed away from you guys a little bit. But you've now been doing it for 35 years. Uh, I commend you and your and your group for your heroes. Yeah, You're well, thank you. I mean, we just did what everybody else did, try to create a mm -hmm. safe haven for your group, you right, know? Right. And uh, when I was making the film, I mean, I went through so many iterations with this film. At, at first, it was going to be just about the social clubs. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I wanted to add more Italian-American history mm -hmm. so that people had a concept of mm -hmm. what else was going on. Mm -hmm. um, 
in the United States at that time, 100 years ago. We've only been in this country 150 years. This is true. And people get confused about that because Columbus, he was here in 1492, right? Right. But we didn't get here until <laughs> right. the late 1800s. Right, right. We didn't come with Columbus. There right. was no Italy in 1492. No. Italy was established in 1861. Mm -hmm. And so he sailed for, for Spain. Right. But people get confused about basic uh, uh, history like absolutely. that. Absolutely. And that's no, why so it's very important, like how you say. Um, but I, I went through a lot of iterations with this film, and, and um, I finally realized it's about the Italian social club. So then, by definition, Italian social clubs based in Oakland, mm. that includes Basil. Yeah, so it's, it's beautiful. Giovanna, you damn well better put your own club in the film. <laughs> so I did, and then it kind of helped the film transform because now I'm telling my own story too. Mm -hmm. And so then I looked at all the things that I wanted to add that were my particular story and my family history. Mm -hmm. Like I start out the film uh, after my aunt, the two storytellers in my family were my Auntie Carol and my Auntie Anne. Who sang at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, my Auntie Carol died in 2015, and a year later, I got a large box of photos in the mail from my cousin. They were all the photos that my aunt had accumulated over the years, wow. and she wanted to make sure they got sorted out to all the cousins mm -hmm. so that we had access to my aunt's photos. And so I got this huge box of photos mm -hmm. with all these Italian faces and people in there that I wasn't even sure who half of them were. Mm -hmm. And it really um, kind of knocked me out. I was like, oh my God, here's these people, and I'm in California. I'm related to these people. Exactly. You know, I. Exactly. Their history, their culture, their food, mm -hmm. everything is. There. Is part of me. A part of you. And yeah, so exactly. it kind of helped me understand how to make this film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to your tell film. Tell that story. Your film is, um, because I want I want to get moving a, a I have two questions, two more questions I okay. want you to. Um, do you think, and we talked a little bit about this before you came on, do you think the movies that uh, have been portraying Italian uh, Americans, like The Godfather, The Goodfellows, The Sopranos, have hurt us in a bit, in a, in a way? Because they don't really tell the really, there's some really, Raging Bull, there, I mean, th there's some really good, great stories. Maybe one day you'll probably make a film uh, of that, but... Do you think that hurt us a little bit? Because people think we're all gangsters. You know. Yeah, that. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, my last name is Capone. You think I exactly. don't? I get an ethnic, you know, mafia joke every week, practically. Yeah. Not kidding. Uh -huh. um, I do feel that movie after movie after movie about the gangsters, mm -hmm. and it does um, engender in the mind of the American public this. Mm -hmm feeling that we're all gangsters or that's the first thing they think of when they think of us. Yes. It's, it's a form of ethnic profiling. Mm -hmm. You know, like the first thing people think of when they think of Italians is this gangster, you know, Image. motif. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of sick of it. You must be sick of it a little of bit. Course, I mean, definitely. I think There's it, more to it. Yeah, it uh, totally know. impacts us. Right. And um, yeah, those movies are well made and they're interesting, but mm -hmm. I'm kind of tired of that whole mm -hmm. gangster thing. Right. You know, I think maybe one day you might go because you have a production company too, right? It's my own production company, Capone Productions. Mm -hmm. I yes. love it. So, mm -hmm. in in saying that, you you uh, you you mentioned some things. Um, 
What is the change that you want to see done to Italian-Americans here? What, what, I know it's to give the education, right. the storyline, but what is basically well, Giovanna wants to hear, what, yeah. what she wants to let the people that's know? My, um, my production company, my slogan is mm -hmm. making films that make change. Mm -hmm. And um, the change I would love to see, well, first of all, I'm bringing information to people that probably they didn't know about. Exactly. Um, I want to give a sense of pride and love for your culture mm -hmm. to Italian Americans, an understanding of our history. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I can't cover everything. It's just one film, but mm -hmm. I want to inspire an interest. And like, I'm glad you're interested in now looking up these books and, mm. um, you know, reading so. more about it because it's not taught in school. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to come by this information unless you dig go out it. and dig for it right. yourself, look for it, read it. Um, luckily, people like Larry DeStasi made the information available. Mm -hmm. um, but my goal was to help Italians have a sense of pride and a sense of history about their own uh, hi history. Their own, mm -hmm. you know, why do I know more about the War of the Roses and <laughs> the, you know, the right. Anglo-American mm -hmm. history? Why do I know about that when I don't know my own history? Right. So. I would love to imbue a sense of pride among mm -hmm. other Italian-Americans and also for non-Italians to give them a sense of who we are and mm -hmm. we're not just gangsters, we're not, you know. We're people. Like uh, another thing Larry talks about in some of his books is the three Ps, power, pasta, and passion. Those are kind of the three stereotypes I about. I could dig all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, but and it's like, mm -hmm. it's also a stereotype about us. Those mm -hmm. are the three ways people understand us, cookbooks mm -hmm. and mafia movies. Mm -hmm. But know. I think this, um, this, this that you need finding Italians, this, this whole um, documentary here has changed how I view Italians now. You've made it for me. I think. Well, I know that you've been to festivals, and you're going to be showing some more. I think this is very important that this would be shown even in schools. You know, history teachers or talk to some history people uh, that would like to have this done. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure to have you on the show. I'd like to have you back again uh, when we or we might even meet again. Maybe when you're doing your own film festival someplace. That and, would be uh, nice. Um, and um, uh, if there's anything that you'd like to say at the end, because we are running out of time, um, is there anything you'd like to tell any of your audience and some of your family members or your friends here? Well, like um, you I just go yeah, right into there. I just wanted to say the, the movie is available on DVD mm -hmm. now, um, Blu-ray and regular DVD, and it's called Finding the Italians, A Granddaughter's Journey. I'm also screening it now. It's it's screened in the Diversity Film Festival at Rossmore in Walnut Creek. It's screened at Cinema Sisters Film Festival in Paducah, Kentucky. And it's also screened in Berkeley at the Berkeley Video Film Festival. And I'm trying to get other venues to uh, uh, places to screen the film because there's still lots of people I'd love to have see this film. And my other goal is to get it into public libraries for educational most definitely. Purposes and, um, yeah, so. Most definitely. Well, thank you for coming on yeah. my show, Giovanna. Thank you I so mean, much. Um, this lady is going to be a force. I, I, <laughs> I hope her the best of luck that she could show this film 
uh, more and more uh, to the public because it is a educational historical um, vehicle so that we can learn more about Italian Americans and uh, thank you thank you so much thank appreciate you so it. much so this is Gregory Korea um, from harmonics I like to thank um, Chad and Sue Joy for doing the work today and um, God bless everybody God bless all the Italians and next month coming is Italian Heritage Month so I hope <laughs> to see you somewhere in a parade we're in the green white and red whatever you might be wearing that day. God bless you all, and thank you once again. Thank you.